car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Talamix. We're back, baby, and better than ever. Next question. <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Uh, hi everybody i'm brian zax here this is normally a smallville recap podcast uh we've been doing batman no 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 not smallville that's it that's it uh zach i've been moving man i'm in we've been doing batman and kevin costner sports movies Right, uh, displaced from time a year after we talked about it, a full <laughs> oops, calendar year after we talked about it. Um, I hope people enjoyed that. I, I think those are, if if they did, I got a couple more of those in the dusty podcast basement. <laughs> we do one uh, about mean, a monkey who skateboards. <laughs> I mean, even though I'm not in any other ones, you have my permission to post those if we need if we need an episode and we just can't make it happen if if technology thwarts us once again or the weather or your you know any it's, of that stuff uh i that's you're saying that before i before the episode has gone live and it's possible it's just cratered into negative listens it's possible we have to listen to a different podcast to make up for what we've done <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it. That's one listen. There you go. That's one. I can't there even remember what we said. It was so long ago. Uh, I listened back to some of it. it it's uh, a notable amount of talk about the 2022 Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I I vaguely remember because I think uh, obviously your brother's a big sports fan. I think I'm moderate sports fan, much more than you, and yeah. then you're like close to zero. I, I like drinking beer and yelling, and that's... Right, yeah, yeah. totally. So so it's, you know, me and your brother, I feel like on that, we, we went off on a couple of sports tangents, and it was that's, the reverse of when Patrick was on the Man of Steel episode. <laughs> and Pat just twiddling his thumbs, waiting for us to finish talking about Christopher Nolan, Zack Snyder! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, neither of whom we'll be talking about in the movie that we're talking about He's, today. I don't know what we got to do, but we got to do whatever we have to do to get him back on the Batman V Super or, or, or justice league. One of those episodes, he's got to come it's, back. So he wants, Pat wants to do like dark Knight oh. rises. Oh, you did say that. No, but that's perfect. He Let's likes that, that one. He likes that one. So what we yeah. should do is force, if he wants to do that, he has to do that. He has to Superman. also do. <laughs> uh, uh. But no one is on today. We cleared this space for just us. That's it. This is monumental. This is this is a big have, one. This can't be sullied with other people's opinions. No, too risky. This too is, risky. <laughs> Sometimes it's good. I I enjoy bringing like a third in a, a different element to mix things up a little bit. Uh, but no, not here. Not here. We got shit to talk about. We gotta. There's can't another. Be... <laughs> There's another uh, movie podcast I listened to, and they they did they got to Batman Returns, and they brought on a guest, and the guest didn't like it, and I was like, ooh, I don't think they knew that when they brought the guest on. Yeah, I was like, ooh. that ruined this. You're that right. ruined this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a diversity of opinion. No, on my Batman Returns episode. No, this. 
<laughs> yeah, so great. <laughs> no, I just want to gush about how that's a really good fucking movie. <laughs> and we will. Uh, but Zach, we're not doing Batman Returns. We're doing Batman 1989. Uh, 60,000 feet. What's your What's your view on this one? 60,000 feet. I can't see anything up there. Um, <laughs> that's a like- really bad way to watch a movie. <laughs> Uh, what do you mean like in terms of just you like it you love it yeah overall i love it this is this is my batman this is the batman i first batman i saw i think i saw it way too young (laughs) like when it came out on vhs so i was probably four maybe five wow that's pretty young Um, that's when i would have been watching you know like batman 66 this is one where i I wore out the VHS, you know, I can still remember that the Donald Duck or, uh, yeah, Donald Duck Bugs Bunny bit that opened the VHS. Oh, wow. Uh, where they're trying to sell you Batman merchandise. Oh my God. We, why didn't I find that? (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll find it. I'll pull it up. Um, anyway, so it's impossible for me to judge this, on the movie's merit alone, it's like yeah. also just a part of my childhood. Yeah. Um, having said that, I I still think it's a really good movie. It it was revolutionary, which we'll talk about. There was there was no movie like this mm. before it came out. Almost um, a success a, a success in marketing as much as it was as oh, a yeah. movie itself. For sure. Um. It it's interesting. I so I kind of have an opposite. Um. Uh, exposure to the movie. I saw this way later. Um, I think I think Batman Begins had come out is when I finally went back and watched this oh, one, wow. which is an insane thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. Um, and, which Batman movie did you see first? Do you think like Forever? Um, I believe Forever. Uh, I I think I was Forever, probably Mask of the Phantasm actually first. Oh, I remember yeah. going to well, theaters. That's a good one. It's a good one. I didn't. I did once again revisited that in high school, and that's where I was like, "That's a really good movie." Um, so '66 I saw first. Uh, then probably Phantasm. Then Forever and Robin. Uh, went back to Returns because hey, it's a Batman movie. Too scary. Didn't make it all the way through on that run. <laughs> there are no mutant turtles in this. <laughs> and then much, much later after that, I saw Batman. So this is a movie I think I appreciate more than I, and I'm using heavy quotations here, like, even though I like it a lot. Um, it's, uh, I think it's a more interesting movie than I, I don't think it's on its own a good Batman story. You know, it, does that make sense? What story? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's right. really, it is, it is not propulsive. No. And I, it is. And I, that doesn't mean it's boring. I nope. love this movie, but like, it's really just ba- the Joker doing crazy shit and Batman kind of reacting to it sometimes. It It is. The appeal of it is, and it is appealing. Look, we we took Batman. We threw a lot of fucking money at it. Look, it's really expensive <laughs> right, Batman. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, Jack Nicholson is here in a Batman movie. And like, fuck, yes, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> and also, you know, we brought this to life and we nailed several of the aspects of Batman. Yes. Here. Like really, really did it justice in a way that, you know, 
people were waiting for after the TV show. <laughs> right? Right, right. Um, I have here a uh, some news, some news featurettes. Uh anticipating the release of the film if you would be interested in exploring those with me i have not i have not seen much of these uh so we're just going to kind of cold watch it which i think is the best way to podcast just cold watch a video (laughs) with your friend and then upload it to the internet like this is interesting right (laughs) okay brian when you're done with that or later in the episode i found the Donald Duck opening. It's about two minutes and 24 seconds. So. Wonderful. Wonderful. Why don't we get to that when we talk about the VHS release of this film? Yes. Let's which we that. will inevitably have to talk about. Okay, so here we go. 1989 news. This time it is to the big screen. Warner Brothers is spending millions to bring millionaire Bruce Wayne and his alter ego to life. Is this a gamble for the studio? Do you know how um, you look at old photos like grandparents and stuff. And it's always in this like um, black and white or uh, sepia toned gray. And it's kind of hard to imagine. Like it didn't look like that at the time. That's what I assume kids will think of like eighties video footage. Yes. Yes. It, the, didn't, the, uh... it didn't look like that, but also yet yeah, kind of did <laughs> in my memory. <laughs> it did. It did look like that, but that was the best we had. Mm. So it didn't look shitty to us, right? It was just like... (laughs) Yes, yes. It's like, ooh, look at that picture. (laughs) Will Batman pay off? Will there be bat hysteria? Sherry Claypool has this... Yes, the answer to both is yes. Yes. Gotham City's finest is back. But don't look for the Caped Crusader at the same bat time or same bat channel. He's once again a movie star, and he's got a lot of stress on his back. It's uh, we talked about it in the Batman '66 episode, but uh, this episode is or this uh, movie is hugely in conversation with Batman '66. Um, yes. Yep. In that, I mean, like, that is most people's cultural reference point. Yes, comic book people maybe had some, an understanding of a different uh, tone of Batman. But your general person knew the TV show. Right. That was the first thing the reporter said. Same bad time, same bad channel. Yes. So it's just right there. Estimates are that the final price tag for the Warner Brothers movie will be in the 30 to $50 million range. That's nothing. There's a great deal of its hopes for 1989 riding on Batman. Batman does have its fans. He has a lot of courage in him. He's pretty cool. (laughs) Favorite hero. But are those fans a little younger than Warner Brothers would like? They couldn't find someone a little more enthusiastic yeah, than that right. kid. Mark- <laughs> he's, he's one of my favorite heroes. Batman alone isn't enough to draw, but the star power will help. Joker. You've got Jack Nicholson, who I think is probably the consummate actor working in the business today. And you've got a young director named Tim Burton coming with Beetlejuice. And I think when you put all those elements together, you've got a chance of having a pretty good movie. But star power isn't a guarantee for a hit. Remember Ishtar? <laughs> a bomb estimated to cost upwards of $40 million. It starred Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty. I've never seen Ishtar. Our best work. Unlike the TV series, which took a campy look at the dynamic duo, the movie promises to stick closer to the comic book version, which takes the Cape Crusader very seriously. 
we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Uh, it's funny how there's a lot of this. Like we're gonna take it seriously. It's gonna go. It's gonna be serious. Maybe a step away <laughs> from sixty right, six. Yeah. This is this movie's a I cartoon. Just, Absolutely. I just I just love that this is a constant battle for a friend for for eternity with Batman. It's just like this isn't serious enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then other people going, I don't know, I'm having fun right, here. Right, I'm having right. fun. It's funny, even back then, it's like, this is a more serious take. <laughs> Eternally uh, looking for the more, the most serious possible take of Batman. One day we'll get we there. And we got it, and it, it sucked. Yeah. So... <laughs> you know, I... Um, what I think is interesting is um, we talked about how uh, the director of the 1966 movie, uh, whose name is escaping me, how, you know, it, it was a journeyman for hire job. He worked on the TV show. He made the movie. Burton also, it's a for hire gig. He didn't come to this of like, oh, this is the Batman story I've been waiting to tell. You know, it's nah. it was a job that he, pro- you know probably enjoy it in some capacity but like a job's a job christopher nolan's the same thing joel schumacher's the same thing yeah Zack snyder i don't know and like (laughs) oh no he he was talking batman as soon as he stepped foot in hollywood and like maybe you need a filmmaker first batman liker little should be a little further down the totem pole in priority list i think a lot of nerds would push back on that but they're wrong <laughs> well i mean look at the two the the best batman movies were made by people who liked batman like batman but, everybody likes batman but weren't like i have to make a batman movie or i'll die <laughs> continuing the clip this is an 80s Batman. Just look at how the Batmobile has changed. More is riding on the movie than just ticket sales. A huge merchandising effort is going on. There's the Batcave, the Batplane, the Joker. Doll. I don't even know where to start with all the merchandising, dude. Like, merchandise is the one thing so important to this movie. The hype is Robin. The dynamic duo is now an Uno. Robin <laughs> has lived... Three score and ten. This is the mayor of New York City, Ed Koch. <laughs> and I love speaking. that. I love that he is the guy in the movie who plays Gotham's mayor looks just like him. Yes. More did he want out of life? The best known Batman, Adam West, has a warning for bat wannabes. Beware of typecasting. When you wear a mask and funny tights, it gets a little frustrating from time to time. And I was. I I was turned down for a number of uh, parts uh, over the years, I feel, because of that. Talk about fiendish plots. Oh, well, Warner's is busy on a plot of its own, hoping for Batmania to strike at the hearts of all law-abiding citizens this summer. Sherry Claypool for CNN Entertainment News, Hollywood. Batman. Oh. Batmania, baby. Yeah, it's funny there to see them right before it came out and not knowing if it was going to hit or not. Right. It's going <laughs> to hit so big, guys. It's going to hit so fucking big. Um, it's like we should go. We should watch some news reports right before Titanic came out, because I remember that was like, this is a disaster. 
because it was the most expensive movie of all time at that point. And it was like, this is an absolute disaster. (laughs) No one had any, weren't there a couple of like similar ish style of movie that weren't, wasn't doing well or wasn't ending up doing well. Um, I mean, I don't, there hadn't been like a big romance epic that worked for years and years and years, like a period piece movie like that. Right. And then man, that's, that's one of the, I, I don't think we've seen anything like that since then. That was no, (laughs) no matter how many avatar movies, James Cameron throws at the wall. Right. Because the difference is, you know, movies that are breaking the box office now are doing it in the first couple of weeks. Right. Whereas whereas Titanic made like $30 million for like, (laughs) like 20 straight weeks or something stupid like that. Right. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Um, So what I'd love to do is kind of start at the beginning here before we get into the, uh, the, plot of the film but uh batman kind of starts it this is a 10 year ish story getting batman to the screen um i believe starts around uh superman the movie superman the movie is a big hit and that is when uh john peters and peter gruber are like yo fuck let's get batman let's get that moving um and I believe uh, all the studios are like, fuck yeah, reboot the 60s TV series. That'll be great. That'll make a lot of money. And John Peters is like, no, <laughs> we're going to get serious with this. John Peters is the villain of the story, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, ah, that's strong. Maybe a villain in real life. but uh, Right, not of a story. Bat- but- Batman ended up good. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's uh, we watched a uh, a little like making of documentary uh, where everyone talks about like, man, John Peters was kind of a fucking nightmare and he's the only one not interviewed. <laughs> uh, I mean, they kind of tiptoe around it, though. You just have to read between the lines. But correct. Correct. Uh, it's you can find I, I think we talked about him a little bit in uh, when we discussed Superman lives in our Superman Returns episode. Uh, he's famously an eccentric man, I think is is the the kind way to put it. Um, so uh, the movie kind of goes through these ideas for a while. It um, I, I believe there's a script floating around that gets uh, tra- tra- is trash the right word, maybe rewritten. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how the script evolved into what eventually Sam Hamm gets credited with. Uh, but I believe the big influences here are the comic books, uh, The Killing Joke by Alan Moore and Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Batman himself is going from his 60s campy tone in the comics to a much more serious take in the 1980s. Right, right. It's the it's that's where he really became dark and gritty, right? In the eighties. Pretty much as we know it today, yes. And uh 
when the, I often have seen those two comics cited as inspiration for this movie, and really the only inspiration there is that it's dar- it's dark and scary right. and serious, right? Right. right. Like Correct. there's not a lot of plot taken from those. Not at all, if any. Yeah. Right. Just kind of the vibe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Tim Burton is uh, eventually attached to the movie. I believe it gets the full green light with him attached after Beetlejuice comes out. And Beetlejuice is a reasonable hit. I don't know if that was a huge hit or, or just a good one, but that was like good yeah, enough. I think it was I think he was he was linked to it and then they were like, let's wait and see how this movie does before we give you the job officially and then right. Beetlejuice was a hit. Right. And then that's a thumbs up. They go on Batman. Uh, Tim Burton has said he's not really a comic book fan. That fact of it wasn't interesting to him. It's just I, he believe I believe he describes Batman's whole vibe as like a duel of freaks. And that's definitely was kind of in his wheelhouse. He was. Yeah. A bit of a controversial choice is from what I'm reading. He, um, well, well, there will be a handful of controversial choices made in the making of the movie that will uh, uh, concern fans. But Burton was concerning, I believe. Uh, there was this reaction of like the fucking Pee Wee guy, fucking Pee Wee's, yeah. Pee Wee's big. Well, our idea of Burton is a post Batman Burton. I mean, mm-hmm. until then. Pee Wee and Beetlejuice are not movies you would think of as Batman y. Like, Beetlejuice maybe is dark and twisted, but it's like funny. Right. Comedy it's first. Like, weird yeah. and funny. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, like, now today, we've we got Edward Scissorhands, we got Sleepy Hollow, we got all this other stuff where you. Dumbo! Go... <laughs> <laughs> Starring Michael Keaton. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, where you, n- now it's like, oh, it's a no-brainer. But yeah, back then it was like Pee-wee. Pee-wee and, Be- and Beetlejuice. Right, right. So, you know... It, it would be like it. if I they hired it. like some indie guy who made Safety Not Guaranteed to make a, the new ba- Jurassic Park movie or something. <laughs> that ridiculous fucking idea. That guy almost got a Star Wars, man. And maybe it would have been better. Maybe it would have been better. I I I don't I think so. Don't think it would have been. I, I think, think if I think if that one came out, we would be like, God, what if JJ directed it? It would have been so much better. There's just no universe where that movie was any good. <laughs> It was just doomed. Unless, you know, Ryan Johnson directed it and finished the seeds that he had sown earlier. Right. 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 Finished. (laughs) Sorry, we can't talk about Star Wars. We can't talk about Star Wars. There's so much Batman left. Is, um, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Should we get into Nicholson? The Nicholson role. Nicholson is attached early-ish, or I believe is maybe first one on. He's top build in the movie. Yeah, he's, I mean, from what I understand, he was the no-brainer. He was the one that people always talked about, like, before he, before the movie was even in produ- beginning to be in production. And it makes sense that you would want someone huge attached to this. It's sort of the, the Gene Hackman element of Superman the movie. It yeah. just, it reads immediately to the audience, like, this is a real movie. This is a real movie yes. for for grown-ups. It's not, there is no bigger star 
Right. At that point in time than Jack Nicholson. Right. And so that makes it, it's, um, I believe I read for the Joker, Burton was interested in Mr. John Glover, which, wow, wow, he would have been great. He would have been great. That said, I don't think anyone's arguing Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was the correct choice from yes. every angle in this movie. I mean, didn't they offer it to Tim Curry? I think I read. Uh, Tim Curry had the animated series and then he had to back out. Oh, I don't know. I, thought, I don't know if he also had it for the movie at one point, but he did. Yeah, I he was, thought I, I thought I read that he recorded one episode of the animated series and then had to back out and was re-recorded by Mark Hamill. We'll, we'll talk oh, about John, that in Mask of the Phantasm. What a terrible thing to have happened. Uh, Robin Williams was extremely interested in the role, was lobbying hard for it. He was made an offer, but it became clear afterwards. Nicholson was a little on the fence. Like, I don't know if I want to do Batman. Warner Brothers pulled a, all right, we'll go to Robin Williams. He's really interested. Nicholson was like, okay, okay, okay. I mean, he would have been good, too. Robin Williams, I I believe, always kind of held a grudge against Warner Brothers. Kind of in the, he was played with that. Oh, no, he did because it happened to him again. It did. did It happened two times. Yes. With the Riddler, yeah, to get Jim Carrey. So, yeah, I would be upset, too. Yeah. Nicholson, uh, of course, got a huge, huge uh, paycheck. He got associated merchandise as well, which that don't hurt. A real Star Wars situation here with the toys. He gets top billing. He's billed over Michael Keaton. And he got to dictate his own shooting schedule, which is what you get to do when you are... When you when this movie's getting made because you're attached to it. I believe he did not have to shoot on any days the Lakers were home. <laughs> which is the point we all dream to get to, right? Of just like, I'm just not working that day. I'm not doing that. And then I believe his day off, like his off time, he had a strictly mandated amount of time he was off. And that did not begin until he physically left the set. <laughs> okay, man. And, and he, what he, he ended up making 60 million or something like that. So much money. So I I think those are all Tim Burton, Nicholson, John Peters. Those are all the major players, right? Um. Batman. Yeah, that's pretty big. That's a pretty big the one. The casting of Batman was a pretty big... That's a pretty big uh, one. That was even more than Burton. That was when the fanboys started to panic, right? Because Michael Keaton is a comedian. Right, right. It it didn't see... It was a we're just getting another Adam West Batman yeah. in Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton also not a big guy. I think he's a he's a five nine short king. Uh, yeah. Doesn't have the traditional physique of a superhero. It's it concerned people. I, there was a I believe Warner Brothers got a massive letter writing campaign, which is about the equivalent of people would like send ma- now you can just bash away on your keyboard in a YouTube comment section like we hate this, give it a thumbs down. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. no, <laughs> people sent mail. They you bought had to really, stamps. You, you had to really hate it. I, I mean, a lot of them were probably handwritten. Yeah, <laughs> that's there was a better class of nerd back in the day, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
better, more pathetic, maybe. <laughs> same thing. Um, same thing. Yeah, they. I mean, people were up in arms. People were outraged. And I remember when uh, Tim Burton was going to make a Superman movie in the 90s and they announced Nick Cage. And I remember saying to my dad, Nick Cage is Superman? That's not going to work. And my dad going, hey, that's what people said about Michael Keaton. Is that wrong? And it worked out really well. And you know what? Nick Cage would have been a fucking awesome. It would have been. It would have been good. It would have been good. He would have committed, and it would have been weird. (laughs) God, one of the great movie tragedies of all time is that we didn't get that. God, I would love to see that. I would love to step into whatever alternate universe that movie happened. I I want to see it so bad. It never happened. Well, it never got, got made. You got to see. You got to see a moment of it in the Flash. Shut the with fu- really good shut CGI. The f- shut the fuck up. <laughs> a really realistically rendered. Yep. Moment of it. Yep. I believe Nick Cage did. We talked about this in the Patreon. Nick Cage did go to set. They did shoot him, and then why? He, I think because even he was like, "Why? Why did I do that?" Because it doesn't look like <laughs> not you at were all. There. <laughs> It's, it looks like someone digitally rendered Nick Cage from memory. <laughs> it's Nick Nick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like a concept art. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, it's uh, the costume, I think, here is interesting, too. Um, I'll, I'll begin the... Uh, the Wikipedia plot summary, and then we can bring up stuff as it comes up. But he, Batman shows up pretty early in the movie. Uh, the costume, much better in Returns than it is here, I think, personally. It's, yeah, it fits better. <laughs> that helps. The cow, the that, cow specifically right. is is interesting. Yeah. Right. Um, that said, it's like, it's all black and black. It's a cool, the design of it is, it's probably my favorite Batman suit design. It's implemented, like I said, it's implemented yeah. better in Returns. Right. Um, uh, well, the whole production design from top to bottom is 10 out of 10. Staggering. Staggering. Yeah. Um Shoot, God damn it! what the fuck was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about the suit, and it's gone from my brain, brother. It's just gone. I had it. It was, well, of course, going to be profound, brilliant podcasting. I mean, uh, usually I find that when something is really important, it just disappears out of my mind. That's usually when something is goes. really profound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going to get into the uh, the Wikipedia plot summary. Uh, as always, these are pretty broad. So we're going to oh, yeah. fill in the gaps as we go. And I'm going to be stopping you a lot, Brian. Yep. So just prepare yep. to get frustrated. Because... Oh, all good. <laughs> all good, man. I got nowhere to be. So we open on a, a, a right on a credit sequence. One of the great credit sequences. This has to be such a and I guess people were primed that this was going to be different. This was going to be a different take on Batman. But surely someone was sitting in the theater going, what the fuck is this? As that (laughs) Elfman score comes up. Holy cow. I mean, I think that was probably like someone was going, we need to let people know right off the bat. That this is not the '60s right. show. Right. This is something else. Right. So let's give him a really moody opening credits, and then let's give him the pitch perfect little opening Batman scene. 
It's great. Uh, so I do want to mention real fast here, uh, we only get Batman created by Bob Kane. Bob Kane was a um, consultant on the movie, was kind of involved in, there's kind of a picture of him with, I believe, Michael Keaton in the Batsuit. And uh, it, as of Joker, the the latest Joker movie uh, that's now been corrected to kind of being Bob Kane and Bill Finger. I famously the Batman stuff goes. Bob Kane was like, ah, Bat- he's a Batman. He's a detective. And then Bill Finger came up with everything else we know about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad that's been corrected. <laughs> yeah, good. Finally, Bob Kane's like design of Batman that he came up with was a blonde guy in a red suit and a domino mask and like bat wings under his arms. And Bill Finger, everything you recognize as Batman is Bill Finger. That's that's my- so funny <laughs> that Bob Kane, all those years, just like nope, I'm going with this. That's just, yeah, no, I. I it's the uh i'm sure you've seen the meme around of like um somebody it's a, a little stick guy holding a circle and he's like i made this and the other guy is like you made this he takes it from him i made this <laughs> <laughs> it's bob kane baby <laughs> um the opening like credit sequence is the batman equivalent of the superman movie opening quite like yes. it's on that level of yes. like Perfect music, perfect font, perfect visuals yes. to put you right in the right space. How good is that Elfman theme? Oh, my gosh. You know how much was riding on that being a good theme? He had to. My understanding is uh, it, the, you know, Burton brought Elfman on. They had worked together on. Uh, boingo, boingo. The fucking oingo boingo guy. Uh, studio wasn't sure about him. Elfman had come in to uh, uh, play a couple pieces for Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, uh, the way Elfman described it is they didn't really understand the process in quotes of like, these are kind of sketches. I'm figuring this out. And Burton had to be like, play the fucking main theme. Yeah, play <laughs> the march. Was, that was, oh, yeah, that's what yeah. Batman sounds like. <laughs> So perfect. This is what would be used as the animated theme, just opening the music. And it's great. It's perfect. And it was it was used in the trailers for Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. It was like they were like, even though they used a different theme for the actual movies, they were like, no, we're sticking with this for the trailer. This is. Yeah, it's this is the Batman theme. It's there. There will be several great Batman scores, like all time great Batman scores. Uh, even even most recently, the Batman has a phenomenal Batman score. So good, so good. This is a definite contender for best one or a theme. This Batman the, theme, this, at least if not score. This is the Batman theme. So this is the Batman theme. Period. End of yeah, yeah. You I don't think you can top it, but yeah. they've come really close, which is impressive. There's several good Batman themes, like you know, we on the Man of Steel episode we talked about how big a fan I am of that Hans Zimmer score for Man of Steel. It's not like a better Superman theme. No, of course not. Of course not. You know, it can't be. Just like no, this is the Batman theme, right? 
we open on Gotham City. How fucking crazy is it that they just built Gotham City in a in a studio backlot? What happened to that, man? <laughs> oh man. They built an entire little little city, little town, an entire backlot in England. And it looks insane. Once again, if you're expecting Adam West Batman 1966, it don't it don't look like just Los Angeles anymore. It's I, I, the way Tim Burton, I believe, described it was he wanted it to feel like Gotham City was a city that just erupted out of hell and they just kept building around it. It doesn't I mean it looks like that. It's so good. It's sort of it's timeless art deco, but also like the city itself doesn't make any sense in a way that makes sense. It's so good. That's this would that that style would then be used into the animated series, which many could argue is the definitive Batman. And we might. We might. Um I I told you this it's funny shortly after the Nolan movies came out Kevin Smith did a podcast where he was doing commentary on all the old Batman movies. And he was very critical of the Burton movies because the the city sets were like all the scenes took place in like the same four looking locations because it was all one set. Right. It was all on set. It wasn't like out in the real city like in the Nolan movies. Right. And I'm like, who fucking cares? That's so not the point. That's so not the point. And I can't, I couldn't fucking tell. It was all. <laughs> no, no. Only when you watch it a hundred times, right. you know. <laughs> it looks so good. Today, that would be. Either in North Carolina or on a blue screen, and it would look like shit. Look like shit. Look like shit. Incredible. I, I also, um, not just the set, the opening of the movie is the first shot of Gotham is this gorgeous matte painting. Oh, bring back matte paintings. Like, I'll take a matte bring painting. Bring back matte. They I, don't look real, and that's okay. No. It just looks good. And that's the thing. I think this movie embraces artifice in a wonderful way. That's what I wanted to talk about with the suit. Uh, Michael Keaton... obviously doesn't have the traditional build of a superhero so the suit has these muscles on it which uh stallone has talked about like batman was the beginning of the end of like the 80s action star he he jokes i wish i had thought you could just velcro muscles on that would have saved me a lot of time at the gym but i think it's so Good. It, it works in the mood and theme of the movie that Batman is himself all artifice. And yeah, it's I love that take. I, lo- I mean, we, we can get into it more when we start doing the recap, but I love that take the take of Batman in this. I'm a big fan of it. I'm not saying it's definitive. I'm not saying it's the only way to go, but I love it's it. It's really good. So reporter Alexander Knox and photojournalist Vicky Vale. Investi- wait, 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 wait. We skipped over the whole opening. It's I believe that's kind of going to get some. It's getting summed up in here. Uh, oh, okay. So investigate sightings of the Batman in quotes, a masked vigilante targeting Gotham City's criminals. So, yeah, what is what is the opening? The opening is uh, a couple kind of they're tourists in Gotham lost in the city. They decided they have their kid with them. They decide to cut through a back alley, which seems like a terrible mistake. Don't do that. 
like in a nice city that's a bad yeah, right but you're like in the crime-ridden notorious <laughs> shithole that is gotham i believe heading down well no are you <laughs> bruce's parents eventually going down crime alley that's not <laughs> <this> necessarily but... <laughs> i mean it basically is and uh they get mugged by two of the biggest like movie slime balls of all time <laughs> Well, one of the guys has regrets, but the other guy, the other mugger is just a great A piece of shit. He's so good. It's just like, there ain't no bet. All right. Oh, look, the American Express card. All right. They mug, they mug these people, take their money and then go up to the top. As you do, they go on top of a roof to count their take. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, these rooftops, they're all like brass uh, uh, pipes and just steam. Gotham's oh, main so export is just steam in the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, they're up there, and then you get a really fun sequence where Batman is scary. Yeah. Like, this Batman is scary in a way that no no other batman was until maybe robert pattinson yeah yeah i think you're right cuz kilmer's not scary no clooney's not scary no bale is not scary i know he's supposed to be scary to the bad guys in the movies but the audience were never like ooh that's scary. we're extremely in uh, bruce wayne's shoes the entire movie Right, right. I mean, and that's, you know, I'm, I was going to get into that more when we talk about his interpretation of Bruce Wayne in this movie, because Keaton, Batman and Bruce Wayne are a mystery in this movie to a degree that there's zero mystery with Bale's Batman. Correct. Correct. Yeah, Bale's Batman is a man. I wish I was Batman. That'd be cool. Right. It's yes. th- this Batman is a little more like, look at this fucking freak, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a freak. And then he's kind of an eccentric, rich guy. Really weird. It's Michael Keaton is the only Batman who seems, aside from maybe Robert Pattinson, uh, the only Batman who's like comfortable or and has played Bruce Wayne is just a weird little rich guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's just quirky. quirky little a dude. weird little guy. <laughs> Well, I like the take of, I don't know how to be Bruce Wayne. Yes. A million I know how to be Batman. Yes. Right? When when I'm Batman, that's when I'm in my zone. And then when I'm Bruce Wayne, I'm this quirky little weirdo. But, um, so the the bail Batman Begins is really Superman the movie. It's the similar structure, right? Correct. Yes. Basically. This is, we're tracking Batman from when he was a kid until he became Batman and then his first kind of adventure. Yes. Just like with Superman. Whereas this movie is not that at all. This movie is mostly through other people's point of view of Batman. Yes. With a few exceptions. But this is kind of, what is this Batman guy? What is his deal? Uh, Sam Hamm, the screenwriter, uh, has has talked about wanting to approach Batman as a mystery. He has uh, described this was this would have been before Batman Begins, but he described like we could have gone essentially the Superman route, but he described that as cheating. <laughs> and I think that's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> like, in what way is it cheating? Because we just ex- it's like too easy. Or I think what? so. Like- I think so. I think I think. 
I think you're right. I think it's a really fun as a mystery and to see it from other people's perspectives. I mean, we do get the backstory somewhat eventually, but it's it's little bits and pieces here. It's not right. And I, you know, and we'll talk about the Bale Batman is wonderful, and we both love it for different reasons. But I just, oh, this take is delicious. It's good. It's good. So, oh, I was wondering, it's, uh, so Batman comes and he he beats up the guys. He, um, I love that he doesn't even, like, return the purse or anything. He just beats up the bad guys. Well, this is just, like, like, guerrilla advertisement. Yes. Guerrilla marketing, because his big thing is, like, I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Oh, it's so good. And then... That that was the first time Batman, right? That was like, I I was I was going to ask you if you knew. Is that the first? Because that's effectively his like Bond, James Bond. The thing he's got to say, he's got to fucking say, "I'm right, Batman." Yeah, he's got to he's got to inform people in case you were confused yeah, by the whole vibe. <laughs> Speaking of that, so Batman's got the little feet on the emblem on the chest. They added little feet. Because people were apparently confused by the bat symbol, thinking it was like a weird little mouth. And I don't know what it says about me. Like, I can't see it. I can only see it as Batman. I I heard that on one of the DVD behind the scenes things. And I, I never thought that until I heard that. And yeah. I'm like, I guess I could see that. But I can't uh, even I can't even now see it. This is Batman. I mean, is it because we were we were basically coming to like we were we, we forged started, in this we, shit man right exactly thank you for <laughs> yeah. for explaining Just, it better than i could we were hammered we were, i was three when this movie came out so ever since i can remember the bat signal was fucking everywhere right right i don't live it i've never lived in a world where this movie had not taken everything by storm i was alive but i was a fucking noodle right uh vicky vale i want to talk about real fast uh that was the role that Sean Young was cast in. Sean Young, you might recognize from Blade Runner, one of our other, of course, favorite movies, to throw in the vault and not talk about. So, um, similar similar kind of art direction, though. Uh, wet streets and yeah. pipes and shit. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, so Sean Young was in a horse riding accident. Is that correct? And had to be recast. Uh, They needed someone who could sign on real fast and just get going. And that was Kim Bassinger. Um, Bassinger? Bassinger. I always said Basinger. Basinger. I think you are right. Uh, you might recognize Basinger from from here to eternity, hard country, hard country, never say never again. The James Bond movie, uh, nine and a half weeks, basically just hot lady. She is, in fact, a very you know, hot lady. She famously would be married to Alec Baldwin for a time, and that's right. one thing we didn't talk about is. I think Alec Baldwin was offered Batman and he turned it down. I, they um, they went through a lot of potential stars. They, Alec Baldwin at that point in time would have been a real good Batman. Would have been a real good Batman. You know who I really mean, he's got the voice. Yes. I think he would have been good. 
That would have, and people would have been happy about that. You know who else wanted Batman real bad? Mr. Adam West. (laughs) Which, I remember hearing that. I remember my dad telling me, like, Adam West was, like, mad that he didn't get to be Batman. And that felt ridiculous to me at the time you know because i was already living in a world where there were six batman if you don't like who's playing batman wait a second there will be a new fucking batman you know (laughs) um but at the time there was one guy this one guy was known for batman and like he was batman in the show in that movie if there was a cartoon with batman in it adam west was batman that's funny. Uh, so I, I believe he was very hurt. He wasn't asked to participate at all. It's funny that the same thing happened when Superman Returns came out with Tom Welling. Yeah. Like, do you guys not know how this shit works? I know. Of course you're not going to be in the movie. Um, it, it he was hurt that he wasn't asked to participate at all, and I can oh, see yeah, that, that. That's fair. I believe yeah. uh, Burton at one point has said he would have liked West to play uh, Thomas Wayne, which would have been fine. That never made it to Adam West, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the studio was like, "No, absolutely not. We don't want any ties to that fucking show." Right. I wonder if that had had anything to do with it. It's because that that's kind of cameo was uh, common at the time. It in you you remade a '60s TV show, someone from it was in it. That that is still, and everyone likes it. It would have been fine, but I don't know. I mean, he had zero. Thomas Wayne doesn't have any lines. Right. He just gets shot. Right. It's, uh, so, yeah. It's. <laughs> I wonder if he would have got lines like, unhand my wife, you fool. I'll bash you brutally. And then get shot and die. <laughs> Don't take her pearls. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so Vicky and Alexander uh, both attend a fundraiser hosted by billionaire Bruce Wayne, who, thanks, Wiki, is secretly Batman. <laughs> I mean, if you if you have you walk into this movie totally cold, you you might not know. You You'd might like, not oh, know what. You're right. What? I also I, I love someone's reading this reading this and yeah. And Wiki's right. It should be written as if someone had no fucking idea. And they, they were only learning about Batman from this Wikipedia article. It's... That's it. Okay. So, uh, Bruce Wayne, who is secretly Batman, having chosen this path after witnessing a mugger murder his... But what are we doing here? Uh, Wiki! Both attend the fundraiser hosted by billionaire Bruce Wayne, who is secretly Batman, having chosen this path after witnessing a mugger murder his parents when he was a child. We're jumping way ahead. So See, way that's ahead. More, that's way more backstory than the movie gives you. Right. At that point. Right. Um, Do so, we need to start writing our own, like... Yeah, <laughs> synopses that actually kind of go through the way we do? Because... <laughs> we might, Yeah, for the movies, we might have to. Um we need to talk about Knox real quick. Robert Wool. Mm. Um, that's the reporter who's trying to find out about Batman. Right. What What is this character? This is like a weird 
it's it's not quite a love triangle because he's just like a friend zone cuck. Right. <laughs> right, right. It's I I wonder if maybe there were there was more of an intention there and the script kind of didn't. This is That's a writer strike vibe. movie. This is a this is a writer strike movie. It's I mean, and we'll talk more about that later. But I guess cuz I was going to say you could just make Vicky Vale the one who's interested in Batman and she's the reporter, but then you don't get anyone to bounce off of, you know, exposition or whatever. Right. And I like Robert wool, but I was just, you know, watching it this time. I was like, what, what, what is he doing? Here? What are right. you doing here? You are right. What are you doing here? man? <laughs> but you get that fun scene where they're in Batman's, whatever his museum room. <laughs> And they're making fun of all his artwork and stuff. And, you know, they're like, where, you know, I wonder where he got this one. And Batman's Bruce Wayne's right behind him the whole time. He's like, uh, Japanese. How do you know? Because I got it in Japan. <laughs> it's, Michael Keaton is so good in this movie, man. He's so good. I mean, oh, I forgot. The, the best is that his first line as Bruce Wayne is because Vicky Vale walks up to him in the party and is like, do you know which of these guys is Bruce Wayne? And he says, well, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yes. Great. That's great. It's, it's a little, you know, great. identity thing. I'm it, not really sure. Oh, man. There's a lot of good shit. I didn't even clock that one. That's really good. Um, uh, Michael Keaton's casting. Apparently, John Peters' idea you know they were kicking really? some stuff around john peters was the one like i think keaton would be great and burton was like oh great great awesome <laughs> like, <laughs> um i'm working with a crazy person must be like terrifying and then sometimes awesome yeah it's like hey oh, all right inspired casting <laughs> so during the event wayne becomes infatuated with veil i would say the wiki is going to get to it, I'm sure, but we're we're getting a lot more Jack Nicholson at this point than we are Batman. Like, yes, yes. We've already had the scene with uh, with him watching TV with his mistress, who's the mob boss's wife or whatever, right? Um, you know where he's, you know, you look fine. I didn't ask. <laughs> It's the uh, the next paragraph. Uh, we have a lot of Jack Nicholson work here. So, I mean, you get you get you get the great line in that scene where uh, he, Jack is watching a news report and he's like, "Decent people shouldn't live here. They'd be happier someplace else." <laughs> I just love it. It's... And then you get the scene where uh, he's paying off Egghart, who's the dirty cop. Mm. Yep. Right. Yep. And then I just, he's so good in that scene. Jack is so good. He's so good across the board here. You re, he's not phoning it in at all. And it, it does Nicholson truly believe in the material? Who can say? He knows this is going to make a lot of money and he's here for it. You know, <laughs> right? No, he he could have taken the paycheck and then been like, whatever. But I guess it does make sense if if he's getting box office. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take yeah. he's is... like, I'm going all out. He leaves it all in the field. Yes, yes. Um, we we should let's talk about his that version of the Joker that's in this movie. The... Sure. Uh, should I real fast? 
run through uh, what they have about. I, I yeah, have a sentence too. Okay, so meanwhile, mob boss Carl Grissom sends his sociopathic second-in-command, Jack Napier, to raid Axis chemicals and retrieve incriminating evidence. However, this is secretly a ploy to have Napier murdered for sleeping with Grissom's mistress, Alicia Hunt. Um, I didn't get any of that from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> This movie's vibes are A-plus phenomenal. As we discussed, the story, the plot here, nothing. Not a, <laughs> not a lot to pick on here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the t- this version of the Joker is uh, mobster, kind of psychopathic, like, uh, enforcer, mobster guy who falls into a vat of acid and becomes... Even more crazy. Right, right. Um, And so he is more... It's not the Ledger Joker, where it's like, I'm just here to cause chaos. It's... Ledger's Joker is just a hurricane, meant to... How how well can Batman stick to his ideals when a hurricane's running through your fucking city? I mean, that's literally the Joker's motivation, is I'm gonna fuck with this guy. Right. Until he breaks in that movie. In this movie, he's more like, I want to have fun. And this Batman is getting in my way. Right. Right. Like he's like, I want money. I want Vicky Vale. I want to be the talk of the town. But Batman stealing my press, I guess, is the motivation. (laughs) Right. It's there's a lot of I guess this is the motivation. It's not quite (laughs) like it's um it's funny how uh talk about like uh batman returns is oops all villains right like they almost like uh they almost forgot to hit the batman nozzle a little bit and it's just it's just catwoman penguin and exploring them this movie isn't the script at least isn't that interested in exploring what makes the joker tick it's mostly what nicholson is bringing here that makes this work and it does work right I mean, it's you you calling it two freaks pitted against each other is just great. I just yes. love that. Um, Nicholson frequently is you can tell improving random. Mm. Like I don't think it was in the script where at the end of the scene he goes, oop, 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 <laughs> like a like right. what is that? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> oop, oop. Oh man. So corrupt Lieutenant Max Eckhart agrees or, or sorry, arranges the hit on Napier by conducting an unauthorized police operation. However, Commissioner James Gordon arrives, takes command and orders the officers to capture Napier alive. Uh, James Gordon is in this movie. <laughs> he has a mustache. He has a mustache. End of list. Once again, we've talked about it. Um, I don't know if Batman Year One has happened yet, um, but uh, man, we do. It, Commissioner Gordon will not be explored much through the next handful of movies. <laughs> Uh, similar to that, uh, while we're on that note, uh, Billy D. Williams is here as Harvey Dent. He's not relevant to the plot at all, but he is here. I, wanna, I was going to point that out that. 
I pointed it out also in the Superman episode where they introduce Zod in one scene and then he never comes back in the rest of that movie. Right. Where it's funny that even from the beginning, these superhero, these superhero movies, they're doing some world building. Right, right. They're planting seeds. And it's funny uh, how the... I, I've always heard that. I've always heard like, you know, he he was always intended to come back as Two Face, which never made sense to me. In that, were they really planning that far ahead for these? Um, but what I also think is funny is Two Face wasn't much before that. He was kind of just another like novelty villain. He didn't have the pathos he did at the time. I wonder what interested them in Two Face specifically. Yeah, I mean, was what gave him the pathos? Was that like the animated series? Is I that the believe so. I could be wrong, but my understanding is the animated series is our current understanding of Two Face. Yeah, and then after that long Halloween, shortly after that, right, right. Uh, he had appeared in comics, but he was just like, "I'm the guy who does two stuff." <laughs> yeah, I'm a gangster with a coin. It's, yeah. My face is fucked up. Ah! <laughs> Hire me to play Two Face in your. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing you in the uber serious Matt Reeves. Ah! Just, hey, my face is messed up. It's messed up. Ah. <laughs> uh, Billy D. Williams will. Get the opportunity to play Toothface, Two-Face in the future. Uh, we will talk about that when it comes up. Zach has looked at me with a look of mystery. Do you not know where some he appears? Animated, What's some up? animated movie? Does he pop up? Uh, yeah, Lego Batman. He, oh, fuck yeah. He'll have a split second moment. Um, but uh, it's Two-Face will also appear in this uh, franchise, in these specific four movies, initial run of Batman movies, but it will not be played by Billy D. Williams. <laughs> yeah, it's, we'll get there. <laughs> Billy, we'll talk about it more. Billy D. Williams got a pretty substantial payout, I believe, to break the contract there. Mm-hmm. Which, why did you make that contract? You didn't know this was going to be a hit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe that's the only way they could get him to play such a small role. Good point. Good point. Lando don't show up for fucking scale. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, before we get too deep, I did want to. I'm looking over my notes here. Uh, I just want to say I love the '80s where no one knows what the young, attractive billionaire looks like. Ah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> or his backstory, like right. no one knows anything about this guy. Yeah, just people at the party don't know what he looks like. That's fantastic. You're journalists. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're going you're going to a party at his house. Which yeah, right. Which you know, if if you were to look at Gotham as like New York City and it's one thing if if Bruce Wayne is the rich guy, which I guess he is always usually portrayed as, but if he's just a rich guy. I there's a lot right. of rich guys in New York that, and I don't know most of them. They never say billionaire in this movie. This might be before billionaires. This might be like you had you had a, a, a few million. You were doing pretty well, right? Right. Not not now. Not like now where you're slumming it. <laughs> yeah, you're slumming it with a few million. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Can't even get food. Can't even put food on the table with a few million. <laughs> 
Okay. So Commissioner Gordon arrives. Uh, or sorry, was there anything else you wanted to cover from your notes? Um, hold on. Nope. 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 Great. Commissioner James Gordon arrives, takes command, and orders the officers to capture Napier alive. Officers that- who are dressed a lot like Nazis. Mm-hmm. Did you pick up on that? I they did pick these, up like, on that. Long leather trench coats, gray shirts. Yeah. Huh. Like it's <laughs> interesting. Hmm. Is Batman a cab cinema? <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Tixie Man orders the officers to capture Napier You're alive. Batman also appears while Napier kills Eckhart as revenge for the double crossing. During a scuffle with Batman, Napier topples off a catwalk and falls into a vat of chemicals. Although presumed dead, Napier survives with various disfigurements, uh, including chalk white skin and emerald green hair and nails. It's uh, Batman. It kind of has like an I don't kill thing. Not really in this movie. The body count's pretty no. up there. <laughs> no, no, no. He kills f- freely in these yes. movies. Yeah. Um, um, but did, does he, he, he's trying to save Joker, right? You're correct. You're correct. Joker slips. Right. Um, so I also, um, I, 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 we see Joker with a like back alley surgeon who's like, I did the best I can with these tools, and they pan over to like a comical like saw like scissors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good bit. Oh, it's so that scene is so iconic. Mirror. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, but like, this is what I'm talking about. Where, like, you know, as much as they were like, this is a dark, serious Batman, not at all like the 66 one, we're like one step up. It's just a few degrees. Yeah. We're just a few degrees. I just, it's great in that scene because he is pissed off, but he's laughing. Yes. He's angry, but he's cracking up. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he undergoes surgery to repair the damage, but ends up with a rictus grin, driven insane by his new appearance. Napier, now calling himself the Joker, kills Grissom, massacres Grissom's associates, and takes over his operations. You do have a scene with Joker at a conference table with some mobsters, not unlike the Dark Knight scene. I also flagged that. You know, the the... Batman Begins is probably the first Batman movie that's not in conversation with the 60s TV show, but it is in conversation with the Burton movies. Definitely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. It's It hits some of those touchstones. Now, I don't know if that was by choice for Nolan or it was like, you got to have a I'm Batman. You got to have these things in there. Right. Right. But Nolan uh, it's plays definitely ball. in conversation. Like- <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, because part of part of like Batman Begins for Nolan is like, uh, this is a big budget thing, and I'm going to get to do other stuff because I did this. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. He uh, he. There was someone he wanted for Batman who declined it, uh, but Nolan, I guess, told him that like, come with me and do this, and then we can do some other stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, but who was it? Who was it? Uh, Hart, Hartnell, Josh Hartnett, Hartnett, Josh Hartnett, Josh Hartnett. Oh, but he regrets that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe he has stated like I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, he he did get to do Oppenheimer though. So that's that's cool. there you go. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, Joker then starts terrorizing Gotham by lacing hygiene products with Smilex, a deadly chemical that causes the victims to die laughing. This is where I fall into, like, I don't really get the Joker's, like, big plan here. <laughs> and I think, right, I think it's just stuff. He sets up shop at the chemical factory and just makes that his home. And all these chemicals are killing people, and no one's like, hey, should we go check out fucking yeah right where are these coming from (laughs) (laughs) hey these Uh, chemicals are fucking everybody up where are these made (laughs) a plus work here and they don't know what the fucking millionaire looks like whose party they're at (laughs) um they get the joker gets his men his like bad guys they get joker merch real quick yes I mean, how long is the Weed Boy shirt going to take? Because <laughs> I don't have Jack Nicholson. Get... Like, I don't have Jack Nicholson's pull. <laughs> but Jack Napier's pull. The so, turnaround on the. Yeah. On those, yes. Uh, he, he uses all the money he gets from the mob. He's like, right. we're going to get this right. merchandise. I want to see concept art. Right. I have Brian Magic. Miller's pull, which is no pull. I just I have a limp like. Neh. Uh, um, the scene where he takes over the mob by killing the guy with an electric buzzer is really Great. fun. Great. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> the Joker soon becomes obsessed with Vicky and lures her to the Flugenheim Museum, which his henchmen <laughs> start vandalizing. The Flugenheim. This I is love where that. we get uh, the first hit of the Prince soundtrack. Uh, the uh, Prince recorded an entire fucking concept album about Batman. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, they only use a handful of tracks in the movie. I think they only use the usable ones. It's um, not. That's uh, you're hitting on. I'm a big Prince fan. It's not very good. There's no bangers. I don't even like Bat Dance. No, I think it was like. Uh, you want to hammer out 20 Batman songs real quick for us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's that was uh, where another way this movie was insane in the marketing juggernaut that it was. It's very tied up in the like Time Warner merger and how Warner Brothers now has all of these ins in all of these industries. Like, okay. We're now connected to fucking music. So Prince is going to do a fucking album. We own a whole bunch of TV stations that are going to do a whole bunch of local news segments on how big Batman's going to be. It was a just this gigantic spider network to make sure Batman was fucking everywhere in 1989. And this is something that's not really there anymore is the tie in song. I god damn love the tie-in song. (laughs) Most most movies, Batman movies don't have a whole tie-in soundtrack like this did, but but like the tie-in song, oh baby. Bring back the Batman every Batman movie should have a tie-in Batman song like (laughs) like a James Bond song. Because there are some good ones. I know what I mean, my I know what my award pick is. The, I think the winner is is already been declared. We don't even have to say it. Yes, uh, <laughs> we both know what it is. We know what it is. <laughs> it may involve a music video with someone singing in front of the bat signal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
but like man the but batman return song is pretty good yeah yeah not just batman movies though any like superhero movie or or big tentpole movie there was a tie-in song this is a mo- this is a song created generally created for the movie or repur- right. repurposed for the movie right which I, I assume is more common and it, yeah it was all yeah. tied into the and it would be on the radio and I don't know part of like that's a movie to me having a tie-in yes. song makes it makes it a movie when did we stop doing that? Was that maybe like Nolan? That was like, we're no fucking way. We're not doing a tie-in song. Oh, right? come on. Could oh. you, could you, f- <laughs> who would have done the tie-in song for Batman yes, Begins? That's a great question. Okay. I do feel like. Is this a game the- we have to play moving forward where we have to come up yes. with every movie yep. without a tie-in song needs to have one chosen? I do feel like the advertisements at the time were definitely using a lot of like Smallville-esque, like, Alt rock. My head, my initial thing went to Lincoln Park, and that can't be it, right? That can't oh. be it. <laughs> I mean, that's time appropriate. They did the tie-in song like the next the like, two years later with Transformers. God, you're right. Okay, oh, hold wow. on. 2005 is when that comes out. Yeah. So like the white stripes, um, <laughs> Right. Yeah, all of that's possible. I don't love any God, music was bad for a little bit. I there. want I want like I want the Prince equivalent though. Like is that Justin Timberlake? Or was like what are we Yeah, Justin Timberlake's not bad. Well what about what about Outcast? Ooh. Give me a, give me a Batman Outcast. <laughs> Two thousand five most popular Songs. Songs is good. Um, Fallout Boy is popular in 2005. Lifehouse is popular in 2005. Ooh, are, got staked a claim in, in Fallout and uh, Lifehouse. Um, we also could be seeing some things from uh, you know, your Prince equivalents, might be Rihanna. Um, oh, yeah. Black Eyed Peas. Um, I, could, I could really see one of those slow dance. Lifehouse songs in the credits of Batman Begins. It wouldn't be. It's, it's, they, yeah. they just shoehorn that in at like one of the oh, the, the Katie Holmes scenes. I'd, like, God just... damn. <laughs> love that. Oh, God. What I wouldn't give. What I would not give. <laughs> Bring back the tie-in song. Bring it back. Specific and every Batman, Spider-Man. every Batman should have a fucking. Uh, <laughs> they say that a hero could save us. I'm not gonna stand here I, and wait. That's a great fucking song. Uh, <laughs> no, it is not. Um, do you know? Uh, did I have I if I talked about this on the show before? The uh, the last rock song. Tit number yes, one. Yes, we talked okay, about great. it. Great, great. Killed it rock. Nickelback. 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 Nickelback killed rock. Um, I with Spider Man. I thought you were talking about Spider Man Two. That was uh, Yellow Cards uh, uh, Vindicated, and that song, oh, oh, perfect song for a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, okay, oops, sorry, sorry but they skipped over a really important thread here, which is the Vicky. Bruce Wayne relationship. Yes. She comes over. They eat dinner at that ridiculous dining room table. And I love that shot of um, 
it, it and it's played for a joke. We see we see Vicky at the end of a table, and then we cut to Michael Keaton, and he's all the way on the other side of a very long table. And I like this idea, just visually. There's no dialogue to say this, but just visually, it's clear Bruce Wayne doesn't know how to let someone in, even if he wants to. Like yes, that's oh great, yeah, so well put. Just so well put. I, I, I guess we'll they, go sit on the other sides of this very long table. Yeah, and they and they also that is a good way to show this house isn't really me. Like the rich guy thing, I don't know. I'm a weird eccentric Batman. Right. <laughs> I'm a I'm a man bat. I'm more into the Batman thing. <laughs> Um, she has a great he, his, his, his first line in that scene is great he's like did you have a hard time finding the house <laughs> this castle yeah, yeah, that he lives in yes I got lost yeah but you're right in that I think sometimes um, Batman can be played especially in the Nolan movies uh, Nolan plays it as there's Batman there's Bruce Wayne both of those are personas and then somewhere in between there is a blurred real Bruce Wayne right uh, yes. yeah this is very much I don't know what Bruce Wayne is I'm just I'm just actually just kind of doing the Batman thing if that's cool <laughs> yeah yeah actually... I'm really uncomfortable when I'm not in that suit so <laughs> let's not do I'm gonna fix Gotham's problems by punching them and I'm real cool and normal <laughs> about it <laughs> Okay, so they have that dinner. They bone. Yes. He's like, hey, do you want to do this again on X day? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, wait, no, I have plans. Because that's when he's got to go. Is the anniversary of his parents' death, and he's going to go leave roses or whatever. Right. Like, he, he's like, but instead of just saying, like, I can't that day. Let's do it the next day. He's like, oh, I'm leaving town. On, I got business. <laughs> She's like, okay. So she's leaving and she says to Alfred, I'll see you when you guys get back. And fucking Alfred. Alfred. Fucking Alfred goes, leaving? Alfred. Yeah, we'll be here for some time. Keep your mouth shut, Alfred. Alfred. That's one of two fuck ups. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's 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 a bigger one. There's a big one coming up. (laughs) (laughs) But... That is just a no-brainer. If someone just says, I'll see you when you get back, you just nod along. Right. Just, that's, yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, Alfred, by the way, is uh, played by Michael Goff, uh, who is, uh, he'll play Alfred in the next several Batman movies. Uh, it's basically the Alfred series this is he's the threat he's the him, through, and him and him and gordon are the, the through line right uh burton cast him because he was a fan of him in the uh hammer horror films oh uh, nice. which i think is fun and he's great in these well and his alfred is basically like grandpa alfred yes like yes kindly old not a not a super you will not a deep portrayal of like a not no. super we'll see a little bit of a, when bruce and vicky move into the kitchen we see a little bit of like i know his, who this guy his is. alfred is like i'm a little worried about you yes that man yes. i'm a little worried about you <laughs> yes uh the other thing i wanted to bring up is uh when after they bone uh vicky wakes up in bed to find michael keaton like hanging upside down just oh yeah. i love he's just a weird little freak 
<laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's, I, that's that's not in the comics. Like it's not, right. He, he sleeps right. normally. I think in the comics. Right. Not. Right. Uh, no, I I love that. That's a very Burton addition to me. I like he can't even go the one night when he has a guest without hanging upside down when he sleeps. It's oh. <laughs> I really, really love it. It's so insane. It's such a weird choice. It doesn't fit any of our like notions of Batman. No, no. Who gives a fuck? It's great. Who gives a fuck? That's so, you're sorry. She goes. She, he goes to leave roses at his parents' gravesite, which is in an alley. She follows him. Not not only does she follow his ass, she's taking pictures for. Hey, Vicky. Save for later. (laughs) Hey, Vicky. Not chill. Not cool. Not cool. I mean, this isn't like, it's not like taking a picture on your phone. You had to have that film developed. That's expensive. That's a great point. This is, (laughs) um, okay, and that's the moment where the Joker, the the mimes, the mimes come out. Yes, yes. Joker's evil mimes. That's good. Those are creepy guys. Creepy guys. And it's a cool moment where Bruce Wayne is watching the like massacre happen, and he his a bullet hits his arm. He doesn't even notice. Like it's yeah, <laughs> skims his suit. So good, so good. Uh, okay, okay, so we're uh, with Joker becomes obsessed with Vicky Loser to the Fugleheim Museum. The henchmen start vandalizing. Batman rescues Vicky, takes her to the Batcave, and provides her with all of his research on Smilex, which will allow Gotham's residents to escape the toxin. Conflicted with his love for her, because he's she's probably the first girl he's like touched ever. <laughs> I love you. Um, Batman loves Batman 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 feel what is what is happening in heart (laughs) and stomach and boner (laughs) Uh, conflicted with his love for her Wayne visits her apartment intending to reveal his secret identity there's a great scene here I think this is uh, uh, one of Keaton's best in the movie just where he is rehearsing himself like I'm I'm Batman yes yeah well, he can say I'm Batman so well when he's in the suit, but when he's out of the suit, it's hard for him to say it. That's great. <clears throat> That's great. Okay. We we skipped over so much stuff, Wiki. Wiki. So much stuff. Okay. Where are we? Okay. So first of all, the Joker's plan of killing people with chemicals, it's a great scene where it's like a, in a news studio. Yes. And they're talking about these models who have been killed. And... If, uh, for some reason, they show the, a picture of the two corpses on the news, which I don't think they normally do. That. I don't think you know, that's like yeah, file no. photos of the corpses. This seems that really weird. Poor but taste. It's, poor taste. <laughs> it's this really dark story. And the female anchor who's off screen starts cracking up <laughs> because she has been infected with Smilex gas. Um, man, she dies. And then it cuts to like the next news report where it's like, the beauty products, they don't know which ones, but that's what's causing this. And so all the reporters have like oily yes. skin and like so good. pimples like they haven't showered. It's very so funny. funny. Very funny. Um, okay. And then we get the scene in the museum, the Flugenheim. Right. That's when they get the big prince moment, right? Right. 
where he's the Joker's vandalizing the paintings. How do you feel about that scene? Uh, I don't hate it. I don't. He's talking about like wanting to destroy beautiful things. I'm a little like, is that what we're doing? Uh, okay. I, he does say, "I'm a I'm a homicidal artist. I'm the world's fully first fully functioning homicidal artist." Yes, he does. I make art until someone dies. <laughs> that's when. Um, that's when he brings his girlfriend out, Alicia. She right. takes off the mask. Right. And it's all scarred. That fucked me up as a kid. Oh, that I believe it. I was like, Ugh. yeah, I believe it. That's pretty fucking spooky. Uh. You get just the one of my favorite lines in the movie is when she says, You're crazy. And he goes, I thought I was a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in this moment where he, she throws the, he tries to get her with the, the acid spray thing, right. right? The flower. Right. And then she throws water in his face and he does, I'm melting, I'm melting. And then says, boo. And then Batman drops through the ceiling. Might be the greatest Batman entrance. Yeah. That one's hard to beat. This is the gold standard of Batman entrances. Like falling through the glass. You don't don't like the one in in Robin where Batman and Robin where the the motorcycle comes through into the perfect bat shape. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's up there. It's up there. That's a good one. Is that a category? Best Batman entrance? I think it has to be. That's a money shot when he breaks through the it's yeah. so good and the music is just perfect. I just fantastic. And uh <laughs> that's when you get the where does he get all these those wonderful toys? Right. Classic line. Batman parked right out front of the museum. <laughs> just like just the, leaves the Batmobile right. out there. The Batmobile. Is this a good time to talk about the Batmobile? He's, I'm going to park the Batmobile up front and then climb up to the roof right. yep. and jump through the skylight. This is, uh, speaking of climbing up, this is the first appearance of, I guess, Batman using grappling hooks. That is a largely oh. movie thing. Uh, from what I read, that could be wrong. But uh, it's Batman was more around the Batarangs oh, previously yeah, 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 to this. Yeah, yeah. This was, uh, I believe, someone in production was like, he needs a fucking grappling hook. To- <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Okay, let's talk about the Batmobile. It's great. This is my Batmobile. Me I think too. this is everyone's Batmobile. I think this is this. It. I think this is the front runner for best Batmobile. I think everyone else is fighting for second. It's the sexiest Batmobile. It's the coolest Batmobile. I. I it was uh, specifically inspired by like jets, uh, aircraft. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's. It's good as hell. It's just good as hell. And I remember when Batman Begins was coming out and seeing like images of that like tank and be like, "Yeah, this is this is a Batmobile." What the fuck was the matter with me? No, it's this. No. It's this. I appreciate the different take in in that movie because you can't top this one. Like it's notable that in Batman Returns they update the suit, they update the mansion, they update everything else. They don't update the Batmobile. Nah, man. That's Same fucking Batmobile. Got it in one. Got it in yep. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the Joker interrupts uh, the their meeting at the apartment where uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's trying to figure out how to reveal to Vicky that he is Batman. Joker she must be making, again, these people who work for newspapers in the 70s and 80s make so much money because this apartment is huge. Just I mean, wild. <laughs> rent rent is probably not 
as expensive in Gotham as it is in Metropolis, (laughs) but still. Gotham is just all the bad neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) They're just giving away Gotham real estate. They can't, you don't even need to sign a lease. Just pick one. Just go up and pick one. (laughs) I have a random question. Yeah. Just pop in your head. You were saying at the beginning of the episode that they were talking about making a Batman movie from when Superman came out, basically. Yeah. If they did make Batman like right after Superman came out, do we get a crossover in the mid to late 80s? I wonder. Yeah, that's a good. I think we probably do when Superman 3 doesn't do great or something. They're like, let's. Is there a bunch of money? Is there any precedent for that? Is there has that has something like that ever happened before? It's certainly on like, television or it had, but like, like uh, the Universal Monsters had some crossover. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. It's not wrong. That's not wrong. The Dark Universe is the original cinematic universe, Zach. <laughs> Did you ever see that mummy movie? No. Every now and Me every either. now and again, I say almost, but. I'm sorry. I've almost watched it a few times yeah. also. <laughs> if you fucking put out a whole ad campaign, you you put out that fucking magazine photo shoot where not even everybody's there at the same time, you have to make five of those movies. If you fucking do this again, you have to make five. You have to make five fucking Dark Universe movies. I don't care if every single one craters at the box office. You have to keep fucking putting it out. That should be legislation. That's this know, is my plat. This is my he, announcement that I'm running. Uh, <laughs> I'm running for president. I am a single issue candidate on Universal has to make the rest of the dark universe. <laughs> you know, DC famously announced 300 DC movies, you know, right before Batman v Superman. Was like, this is our new universe. We're doing all this. And then they only made a handful, but they made five. They made right? five. They made at least five. They made they five. They didn't hit all the dates. But they made five of them. So they, surely, they surely they announced all of those. And then someone saw Batman v Superman and went, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's re-edit Suicide Squad. <laughs> we got to really make sure this one hits. And it didn't. Or did it? No. I mean, clearly it didn't. They didn't make a sequel. They <laughs> rebooted they did. it. Suicide Squad? Yeah. I don't think that's a formal sequel. I believe it's sort of a reboot. No, no. Ah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, They didn't. The marketing didn't want you to think so because it wasn't called. It was called Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad. It it did make. I think it made a lot of money. I think the first one made a lot of money. No one liked it. No one was happy, but it made a lot of money. Interesting. 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 I guess if nobody liked it, that would have been. Yeah, Will Smith led it. So like. It had to make some fucking money. Okay, so Joker asks Wayne, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Which Wayne recognizes as the catchphrase used by the mugger who killed his parents. Realizing... Wiki, you're way ahead of it, but go ahead. so ahead of it. Uh, Realizing the killer... the mugger who killed his parents said that and realizing that the killer must have been Joker as Napier all along. So 
this is a controversial thing that happens in Batman, in the film Batman. People don't love this. Uh, the fact that Joker is the one responsible for killing Batman's parents. I don't hate it. I don't mind it. It, it makes sense if you're just thinking about making a movie. Right. Right. It it makes it all it, it connects them in that way. Yeah. It all make it, it's Sam Ham, the screenwriter, has said that is one of the things that uh there was a strike during production. He had to step away and he said that happened not under his watch and he would not have done Look, that. I don't have a problem with it. If this wasn't Batman, if this was just another script, like an original script, and right. someone came in to rewrite it and like make this better. I would do that. That's yeah, a right? move I would do. I would be like, yes, Joker created Batman. <laughs> then Batman years later created the Joker. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Boom. Makes sense. That's perfect. Are we really that upset that Joe Chill got the bump? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny is since this is the Batman I grew up with. So when I saw Batman Begins, I remember saying to my friend afterward, <clears throat> I was like, oh, they did. They changed it. So Joker did. Oh, funny. That's and my buddy funny. was like, you're an idiot. No, this is how it's supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, that's not as good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I, I think you're exactly right. In like anyone who had that script would be like, well, let's make it all make sense. Like, let's. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, that uh, the guy who plays young, uh, J- uh, young Jack Napier is Hugo E. Blick. And damn, that son of a bitch looks like a young Jack Nicholson. He did, they did good. They did good. They did good. See you, see you around, kid. Yeah. That seems really good. <laughs> that, that might be the best Batman's parents getting killed. Too. Oh shit! Yeah, that that's a category as well. This is gonna be that's a long. That's gonna be a long award show. That's gonna. <laughs> that, oh, it it is. It's gonna be two hours. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna go through my notes because we skipped over a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the next thing uh, coming up is Vicky is taken to the Batcave by Wayne's Butler, Alfred Pennyworth. So when they're escaping from the museum, you get a car chase, which is like by today's standards, not a great car chase. Like, right, right. Like the big thing that happens is like some cabbage falls on the Joker's <laughs> car or whatever. Right. Right. This isn't where uh, the uh, the the line gets shot in the sheet metal and the bat the Batmobile like races through it. No, that's later. Got that's it. Later. This is where he 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 get he encounters traffic, so he parks, and they get out on foot, and then he like puts the shields up on it, right, right, and then uh, you get the amazing henchman who does like a a flip over the barbed wire fence and then lands and then has the swords. Yes, it's kind of an Indiana Jones type thing. He's got the swords. He's super badass, and Batman just kicks him in the face. Best henchman, best henchman is a category. That's a category, one hundred percent. Gosh, category, so many. We should just so have a category show where I we know. just come up with the category. We could. I think um, we could. <laughs> I love that. This is kind of another angle on the Batman as mystery thing. I love that we don't really see the Batcave until we see it as a guest. Well, that's a great point. That's like, a great we get, point. We get one shot of Bruce Wayne at the computer terminal when he's watching Gordon at his party talking. Right. But you don't see the Batcave. You just see the terminal and him there. Right. But this is like the reveal is like Batman taking her there through that secret passage. And it's such a cool Batcave. Um. 
Yes, I. This is a. I. I had. I guess what I would have had was um, more the animated series, but I had a Batcave playset, and oh, that was that was just the gold pinnacle of playsets in my head. Uh, I uh, got into a fight with my brother in our in our basement where all of our toys were, and I split his chin open. <laughs> With the Batcave playset. It was a hospital visit. (laughs) Oh, man. Yup. That Batcave shed blood. (laughs) Was that Patrick? Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, like I said, it it was probably animated series based. Not, and if it was from a movie, it would have been Batman returns. Um, I had the Batman Returns one. Got it. So they, they had a similar visual style, so it's hard to tell from my memory. The Batman Returns one was, I think it was like the Batcave on one side and then like the Penguin Sewer hideout on the other, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, that wouldn't be what I had, I think. I think Batman Returns Batcave play set is what I'm Googling right now. Um, okay, I do see what you were talking about. That is definitely not what... I had. It looks like I see a mansion. Oh yeah, it folded out. Yeah, there was the house, and then it God, it looks out. like Wayne Manor, and then folds out to the Batcave. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Batman animated series Batcave playset. Let me see here, because mine folded out. It was like a yeah, must have been. Hmm, this doesn't even seem quite like it. Um. Interesting. Oh, God, this brings back so many memories. I remember. I remember. Maybe that is it. Fuck. Can't tell. That's always a bummer when you can't, when you see it. You maybe your brother will remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny. So after the, the scene in the Batcave, <laughs> Vicky Vale wakes up. In her apartment, like Batman brought her back. Right. He doesn't even fucking tuck her in. He just lays her. She's laying the wrong way. She's laying <laughs> like horizontally across the bed. Gotta go. Batman shit calls. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Gotta go. He's like, <laughs> See, I fucking carried you all the way here. All right. Just be happy. I put you in your bed. Nobody says I hang upside down. I would, I, uh, I'd fuck it up somehow, you know. <laughs> um, okay, so the scene where he tries to tell her, and then the Joker shows up. Yes. Um, when the Joker says Bruce Wayne, he goes most of the time. Great, great, great. And then you get the, of course, now famous line: uh, "If you want to get nuts." Come on, let's get nuts. Ah, a reference to the film The Flash from 2022. <laughs> Which, I love that line. I love this movie. What an absurd thing what to bring that back. What an absurd thing. Because they make it like, oh, this is the thing that I always say. Not this random thing I shouted at this guy one time when I was losing my shit. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's like now Bruce Wayne has locked that away. It's like, that's a cool thing I said. I'm going to reference that later. <laughs> For who? <laughs> when he's telling the story to Alfred later, he's like, yeah. and then I said, and then I said, 
You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Who's whose benefit is that for in the flash? Michael Keaton's Batman. Who's who <laughs> what? None of the people there in that movie were there for this. <laughs> it's not a callback, yeah. It's like if you just like said a funny thing you said earlier that take that I wasn't there for. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, free of context. There's a there's a deleted scene where the Flash is like, "Hey, before when you said you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. What the hell? What were you the hell was about? that? Oh, Do you okay. Want let me nuts? tell you the story. Yeah. <laughs> get this one time. Honestly, that could exist. That could be a deleted scene from that fucking movie. <laughs> a movie I had a lot of fun with, and actually would we say both had I fun. liked. Um, okay, Joker shoots Wayne, who survives thanks to a serving tray hidden underneath his shirt. Vicky is taken to the Batcave by Wayne's butler, <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth, who has been uh, Alfred. coaxing the relationship between the pair. Alfred. Alfred. He really, he this, really is. Him and Alfred and Vicky are both cuckoo bananas. And this is the, this is the first of two times Alfred's going to let someone into the Batcave. Like a little <laughs> like, do you just have that permission? Of <laughs> They went on. One date, and then we're just we're just opening up we're the fucking him, secret. We're, like we're stalking him, we're letting him into the bath cave. She says, "I loved you since I met you yesterday." Yesterday, <laughs> Alfred, the fuck, man! It's a bold move. It's kind of a hold. Like a, <laughs> you could have blown this whole thing up. She's a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the conversation, like, the next day, Alfred was like, well, you told me you were going over there to tell her. <laughs> and then the Joker shot you. And then you said, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. So I figured that you wanted her to know. Also, I've I've put all this information down for my niece. <laughs> <laughs> but that's later. That's for later. Don't, don't worry, worry, about, don't worry about it. We'll talk about that <laughs> You'll look a lot different then. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, after exposing his secret to Vicky, Wayne reveals he cannot focus on their relationship with Joker on the loose. He then departs to destroy the Axis plant used to create Smilex. <laughs> just a, what an interesting strategy from Batman too. Blow up the chemical plant. Just everyone just breathes in like, <laughs> yeah, the chemicals that are killing everyone. Let's blow it up. Oh, all- <laughs> oh, fuck. God, God damn it. This shit. God, fuck it. Oh, they're all of them. <laughs> oh. Oh, so that's like real bad, huh? That doesn't just disappear. That goes up into the atmosphere. Um, This also, another category that this is probably going to win, best suiting up montage. This is it. Yes. They they will. The belts. They will run this right into the ground. (laughs) Batman Begins has it again. This is where it's still in conversation with it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta have the suit up montage. It's 
It's so good here. And don't be wrong, I love it every time. But I love once Joel Schumacher gets behind the wheel, it's like, just runs this thing. <laughs> it's clear. Beep, beep, pull up. Pull up. No. <laughs> the butt shot. Uh. Yeah. Yep. It's good. It's good. Um, Okay, so meanwhile, Joker lures Gotham citizens into a parade honoring Gotham's bicentennial with the promise of free money. This turns out to be a trap, obviously, designed to dose them with Smilex gas held within giant parade balloons. This is where we get Bat Dance, I believe, is playing. And, um, yeah, it's a good scene. uh, Nicholson hamming it up on a parade float. It's good. It's good. And Uh, where... Is the bat man? <laughs> He's at home washing his tights. Sorry, I've seen this movie too many times. Uh, Batman foils his plans by using the bat wing to remove the balloons, but Joker <laughs> shoots him down. Uh, the, the, one of my favorite moments in the movie, and it was always one of my favorites, <clears throat> it just shows how crazy the Joker is. His right hand man, the guy who's had his back yes. the entire movie. He, the balloons disappear and he's mad and he's like, why didn't anyone tell me that he had one of those things? And then he goes, Bob, gun. And he hands him the gun and he just fucking shoots him. He just kills his best friend. Had to mad. see that coming. Joker loves to do that. We'll see that. We'll see yeah. things like that happening. Uh, the actor who plays Bob, uh, I do not have his name easily available. Oh, Bob the Goon. That's Tracy Walter. Apparently one of Jack Nicholson's best friends. Yep. Very good friends with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, appears in other movies with him too. The Batwing doesn't get enough play. It just that for sure is the another series. Jack Nicholson throwing his cloud around. He's like, you got to put my friend in it. Yep, got to got to. It's a bit like Ron Howard walking outside, like bit for my brother. Yeah, <laughs> bit for my weird looking brother. Um, um, yeah, the bat the Batwing is dope in this. Doesn't get enough play across the series, I think. It'll show up a handful more times, but not as much as it should. I love just like Batman's got a weird little plane. And he, he, he keeps that plane. Out of, he, <laughs> out of the climax of this movie, he takes time to fly up and line up with the moon so it looks like the bat signal. A plus best shot in cinema. Boom, we could have just stopped so doing movies after that. <laughs> Just like, nah, no more movies. We did it. Fucking bat, bat, Batwing goes up to the moon. Boom, fucking bat signal. That is such a good shot. And you would never see anything fucking like that in any No, God, how dare now. we have some fucking fun with the cartoon no. character. Like, <laughs> it's so cool. I'm, I'm telling you, any, in the theater, everyone shot their wad. When oh, yeah. Happened. Oh, yeah. It's like even your... Um, you know, Kevin Smith, who's always been critical of the Burton Batman movies like that only comes with like having seen this a bunch of fucking times. And I'm sure fucking however rolled Kevin Smith was like, oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Oh, he's talked about how big it was at the time. Yeah. Too, um, OK, the Batwing crashes in the front of a cathedral, which Joker uses to take Vicky hostage. The Joker shoots him with that gun. That yes. His, <laughs> yes. See, this is like the animated. I mean, the, this TV series. He pulls out a gun that's like th- six feet long right. and shoots him. It's <laughs> right. I don't even think the animated series goes that hammy. No. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Batman pursues the Joker, and in the ensuing fight, it's uh, Batman has to walk up the stairs of this. Yeah, the, the, it's like a hundred-story tall cathedral. Right, right. Like are, they're are, they're taking a nap when they get to the roof for that thing. That's like it's like a forty-five minute walk. <laughs> there is a, there are a handful of shots uh, where I I love the bat suit. Uh, I've talked about it plenty of times tonight. That said, there are a couple times having to see it in motion where it mm, <laughs> mm, maybe we should well, have was, done that. There was no motion until the Dark Knight when they could they made it so he could move his head. Right. That's like, it. We was see, always like we. <laughs> We see him run one time in this, and you shouldn't have done that. You no, nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing breaks the cool factor more than seeing Michael Keaton in this terrible plastic suit, just like burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I'm waddling fast. <laughs> it it never bothered me as a kid. Wow, it's dopey looking. Speaking of this cathedral, I love how absurdly tall it is. Like, yeah, over there. It's it's like obviously not realistic. It's it's like a castle in the clouds. It's up so fucking right, high. Right, right. That's great. It's so I, gothic and wonderful. It's yeah. I love the idea that it, Gotham itself doesn't make sense. Like no. it it has a magical realism to it. And they get to the top, and the Joker's henchmen apparently knew that was always the plan was to exit on the top <laughs> of the church. <laughs> Right. That's funny. I really like this fight scene. Uh, what do you like about it? I, I don't dislike it. What uh, what tickles you about well, it? It's really messy. It opens with a guy jumping to try to tackle Batman, but he misses. And the, the cathedral's so old, the guy just falls right through the floor. Oh, hell yeah, that is good. Like, just disappears. Just, ah! Yeah. Just totally misses him. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, it's just like Batman's getting his ass kicked, but but still going. It's like a big, strong guy just beating the shit out of Batman. I don't know. It's just really well done. I just really yeah. Like um, so uh, well, you know, he's not fighting the main bad guy. The main bad guy is the right. Joker. He's just dancing around and right. he's fighting all his henchmen. <laughs> it's good. It's good. good it's stuff. good. Okay. So, uh, Batman pursues the Joker. In the ensuing fight, he explains that Napier killed his parents and thus indirectly created Batman. This leads it's interesting. The Joker seems to know that he's Bruce Wayne because he says, you killed my parents. And he's like, I was a kid when I killed your parents. What a... like, yeah, he's... funny. It's the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the wiki here says this leads Joker to realize Batman is Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah, they don't, they don't specify, but he just... He's like, oh, I only killed one person when I was. Younger. I think some messy oh. script stuff is is showing. I think that was the cracks here. Yeah, this sequence was added last minute. Yep. So. Uh, Joker eventually pulls Batman and Vicky over the cathedral's roof, leaving them hanging while he calls in a helicopter. The helicopter is piloted by his goons, who throw down a ladder for him to climb. Funny, this isn't that unlike the end of the other major movie the Joker is in. No, um, <laughs> one of the funniest lines in superhero cinema is they have this big dramatic moment and he's kind of punching Joker and backing him over the edge of the building. And Joker is a last ditch effort, puts some glasses on and says, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? 
so fucking good. <laughs> it's uh, it's great. It's great. Sorry, Bat- this podcast is just me saying this is great a bunch, but it's it good. Is, so. Batman uses a grappling hook to attach Joker's leg to a crumbling gargoyle that eventually falls off the roof. Unable to bear the statue's immense weight, Joker falls to his own death while Batman and Vicky make it to safety. Uh, we see uh, now <laughs> he would be liquefied. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> just painting the streets below. Yeah, fell from a plane. Not only he looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that little recorder with the laugh track. I don't think that survives in real life. I also love that he clearly had to while he was falling go and turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the impact turned it on. Yeah, that that was I, it. I, I love the idea. Yeah, that, uh, fuck. All right, well, that's a Joker that's move. I I, I don't, yeah. That's why I have this. That doesn't at all seem unreasonable to me. Brian, did you notice when Vicky Vale and the Joker are dancing, and she sees Batman, and she's trying to distract the Joker, she starts to pretend like she's into it. Right? She's right. kissing him and stuff. Right. That she drops to her knees. Like You're right. is she is she feigning she's gonna give him head? I also kind of went in that direction, which I don't wanna be. It's not the direction I wanna be in. I'd like to be out of that direction, TBH. <laughs> <laughs> I just great, great. Yep. Less said about that the better. <laughs> We need more head in Batman movies. More Come head on. in Batman, more more tie-in songs and more head. <laughs> Uh, sometime later Gordon announces that the police have arrested all of Joker's men effectively dismantled what remains of Carl Grissom's mafia organizations and unveils the bat signal Batman leaves the police a note promising to defend Gotham should crime strike again and asking them to use the bat signal to summon him in the time of need Uh, Alfred takes Vicky to Wayne Manor explaining that Wayne will be a little late she responds that she is not surprised as Batman looks as the signal's projection from a rooftop. As the signal at Batman looks at the signal's projection from a rooftop, standing watch over the city. I like the implication is like he'll be a little late because he's out fighting crime. Nope, he's just standing on top of a building. Just you know, you gotta take all. If you're gonna date Batman, you have to take all of Batman, and sometimes that means he's just looming. <laughs> The music is so great in that final moment. <clears throat> it's so good. <laughs> Vicky Vale comes up and is like, "Are you? Or sorry, are you busy? Y- yes. Do. <laughs> are you just standing again? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's Tim Burton's Batman from 1989. Um, lots of toys. Lots of tie-ins. Uh, I, I've been playing a, quite a bit of the NES tie-in video game, which, let me tell you, is hard. It's pretty good, but it's hard. I heard, oh, it's, it, I played it at, when I was a kid, and I could not get past the first level. Um, yeah, I, I must have had this. I, um, I thought I had Batman Returns, but I looked at um, footage of it and i i didn't recognize batman return so it must be that um so this uh movie is also notable uh because it came out on vhs six months after it 
was came out in theaters. Wow, that's so fast. That's so fast. Even by like today's standards, that's pretty fast. Um, It was to uh, get ahead of the pirating, like piracy market. Ooh, Um, that would have been notable. So just like hit it ahead. Um, So I don't think I ever saw. Batman on VHS. It would have been on DVD when I saw it. So I have not seen what you have just sent me. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so it might be not worth it. But I'm well. We can turn it off. But I hope. I mean, it's it's two minutes, and uh, uh, what I hope is that it brings back a deep core memory for you, and I get to experience that through (laughs) your eyes. So you said this aired before. This was before the movie on the VHS. Yeah. Let's check it out. Hello. Gotham Corner Store? Yes. We seem to be down to our love. We had a... It's a stately Wayne Manor, which uh, is what they would always be referred to on the TV show. <laughs> I forgot that the Coke... I forgot about the Coke commercial with Alfred. Oh. God, I love that. A gentleman Coke. is on his way one right to now. sum up. Just look for a black car. No, this black car will be rather difficult to miss. And by the way, the gentleman is usually in quite a rush. Just for the taste of it, God fucking damn that rule. God, that fucks so hard. <laughs> Alfred's. That's the best acting Michael Goh has done. Just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. I need that in a button. Donald Trump had his fucking... Did you see the Diet Coke had a cape? I'm sorry, I missed the Diet Coke had a cape. I was so excited by the song. That means I get to listen to the song one more time. Just for the taste of it. It has a fucking Batman cape. (laughs) We are not lying to you, listener. The Diet Coke has look a fucking up. Batman look cape. You can look it up. up. Oh. I'm fist bumping every time. Is that your new ringtone? Yeah. Hold it. Hold it right there. Let's see if you're really ready to watch this movie. Okay, popcorn? Check. Soft drink? Check. Warner Brothers ball cap? Aha! You can't watch a Warner Brothers movie without a Warner Brothers ball cap. I don't Listen, think that's though, true, Daffy. They ordered a Warner Brothers ball cap, so they had it next time. Well, uh, here's all you have to do, folks. Just send for this. Uh-oh. A new Warner Brothers catalog. Use it to order your Warner Brothers ball cap. And while you're at it, you can order stuff like T-shirts, posters, movie books, ties... That's neckties. <laughs> it's all in the catalog, which you can get now by dialing this 900 number. So when you get a chance... Do would people no, do no, this? They would they order... Now. They can't watch the movie until they order would they their call? new catalog. There was a... no internet. You... I guess you're right. Pickable. Don't forget to call, folks. Oh, what else is on here? Now we've oh, headed to the FBI, FBI warning. warning. <clears throat> Great. Yeah, well, there's 30 seconds left on this. Yeah, it's probably just the FBI one. The Diet Coke was really... Oh, Warner Home Video. Oh, wow. 
Oh, wow. That's probably it. There can't be another little treat on here, right? Ooh, I just shot my wad. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We should look up the VHS openings of all of these. We should. Just for the taste Taste of of it. it. Diet Coke. (laughs) Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Um, Any other thoughts about Batman and like generally the marketing blitz surrounding it? it? It made money. It made all the money. Yeah, um, I'm sure the merchandise made 10 times more than the movie, and the movie made a lot of money, so... Right. It's um, This will all come to a head, of course, next time. Marketing <laughs> will play a big role in some of the controversy surrounding Batman Returns. It's uh, this, yes, is but, oh. this is but a preamble to the true Batman marketing story. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, that's uh that one's going to be a lot of fun. Uh I guess I guess that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, the movie, of course, was uh, well-received. It, it made a lot of money. It was generally uh, well-received critically. Um I have here on the Wikipedia, Roger Ebert was highly impressed with the production design, but claimed Batman is a triumph of design over story, style over substance. A great looking movie with a plot you can't care much about. I don't, I, I, I'm not wrong. I'd push back, I'd push back on like style over substance. Sometimes I think style is substance frequently. Yes, that's what I would, I would agree with that 100%. I'm like, you're right in that it's more style than plot, but. You're there for the style, baby. You're there for the mood. It's a visual medium, Roger. <laughs> yeah, yes. So sometimes you know, it's dope sometimes, visuals. Is... Sometimes he fucking gets that. Yeah. And we'll give a movie four stars that is like just all visuals and no plot. And sometimes he's like, whatever. Right. We're, we have our idiosyncrasies. By the way, Suicide Squad made $747 million. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That's a lot. Um. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Talon Mix. Normally a Smallville recap podcast, but we've been doing uh, Batman, as you can tell, because you've listened to us talk about it for like two hours now. (laughs) Um, uh, They're in the description of this episode. There is a link that'll go to all of our socials, including our Patreon, if you're inclined. If you're going for the bonus content, don't. It's been a little while. We'll try to get something up soon. Um, uh, but that's been slow going. Thank you for everybody who has been supporting the show. It really does help us out. Hey, if you don't want to do that, there's probably a place to leave a review or a star rating or just follow and subscribe to the podcast. That also helps a lot. And we definitely appreciate it and just makes us feel good. Don't you want to make us feel good guys? Please make us feel good. Please make make us us feel feel good. good. Make us feel good. (laughs) I feel like we just lost a bajillion people. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Um, just for the taste of it. it. <laughs> just anytime we fuck up, we just play that. I'm gonna put that on a button and have that ready to go. <laughs> uh, Zach, do you have a question for Batman? I do. I I feel like we were a little rusty in this episode because um, of the breaks. Like yeah. you and I were ready to fucking go two weeks ago we were rearing and ready to go and then the technical difficulties happened and then you know we did our best um my question for batman is are we going to get better as we go is this but a warm-up for yes the real good one good night everybody <laughs>